Hey there, I'm Umlin Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. And today, we're going to have a special episode today dedicated to veterans. And I'm joined today by one of my hometown friends. We met each other in high school. He's a veteran, multiple business owner, and just an all-around great guy. Today, we are joined by my friend, Bo Miracle. Bo, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So we were sitting here and I was thinking about veterans and I have tons of friends that are veterans. And I just thought, you know, who really gives me personal inspiration? Who do I look to as someone, as I can see, you know, you're saying we live in the same town. We actually live around the corner from each other. We're grinding all the time. I always love to see the stuff that you're working on and what you're doing. It was an easy choice to pick you to come onto the show just because I look at you as someone that continually pushes me to do things better physically, mentally spiritually even. So with that, man, you might tell them the listeners, give the listeners a little introduction who Bo Miracle is so they know a little bit. Well, thank you for that. You know, I'm obviously from Madeira and we graduated in 98, a little time ago. Since then, I moved to Michigan and I lived there for some time and then I joined the Marine Corps and then served my time, did a little time in Iraq, came back, Moved back to California because East Coast is cool and all, but I appreciate California just, I'm sure, as everybody does. And I had intent to take over Miracle Realty with my father. And I took it over after he unfortunately passed away and then been going from there. So I'm the owner of Miracle Realty and CrossFit Madeira. Nice. And I mean, it's so much more than that. I know you're a humble guy, so you're not going to get here and toot your own horn. But as we're thinking about this and we're honoring veterans, and I wanted to have you just kind of speak on some of your experience as a veteran, and why veterans have a special place in your heart. Not only because you're one, but I mean, I think it's a little deeper than just you being a veteran. Talk a little bit about that. Basically, the reason I had moved to Michigan is I thought a geographical change and moving over to my mom's side of the family would help me adjust some of the choices that I was making as a young teenager. But unfortunately, it it wasn't the geographical location. It was me. I needed some type of change. I wasn't Mr. G.I. Joe or anything. I mean, I played cops and robbers, I guess, as kids and stuff, but I wasn't Mr. Like I wanted to be a Marine, you know. Anyways, I started my employment with a couple different jobs and I just couldn't keep a job. I guess I wasn't a good employee. I got fired several times. So my cousin, who was actually, he was kind of like the G.I. Joe of the family. He was always into guns and hunting and he just was a diehard wanting to be a Marine. And so he was like, go talk to the recruiter with me, just see what they have to say. And so I was like, all right, well, let's go. And so we did. And they got me all motivated, showed me some videos. And I was all pumped about it. You know, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, you know. And so shortly after that, I had actually found out that my girlfriend at the time, she was pregnant. So it was kind of a good move at that point for me anyways, just because I didn't have stability. I was kind of starving for authority, I guess you can say, or some type of discipline. And I didn't know it, but I was always that person. So anyways, I signed the dotted line. We went to boot camp together, my cousin and I, 
And from there, I kind of was upset with him because halfway through boot camp, I was like, what the hell did you get me into? <laughs> the shit's for the birds. <laughs> but after just accepting that I wasn't going anywhere and there was no way out, basically, it was later to find out it was one of the best things that I could have ever done. And the people that I've met in the Marine Corps, I have many friends still throughout the world and the nation that I'm still close to. That camaraderie, that brotherhood, you know, kind of like a team. I'm big on team element, but it was just something that you work together, you sleep in the same barracks together, you go to combat together, whatever the case might be, you're just like a posse, you know, no matter what. So it kind of opened my eyes to the type of influence or circle of influence that I wanted in my life. And then, you know, then you have the physical aspect and then you have like some of the demands and the discipline. So for that, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me to kind of pivot me to where I am today. You know, and then as far as what it means to me, I mean, being a veteran and having served and having that experience is priceless because going to Iraq and having those different experiences and, you know, it wasn't all peaches and cream over there, you know, but, you know, I'm the type of person that I guess has instilled with me survivorship. So it was one of those things like you don't have a choice. I had to go. So you have to make the best of it. And we did. You know, there were some unfortunate situations that had occurred during our time over there. You know, we've lost some people and whatnot. And, War is never a good thing to go through, but I will tell you it's a mental challenge that for me ingrains something that I think that just keeps me on the edge. That's why I don't like comfort. I want to consistently stay out of my comfort zone. And to the people, the men and women, whether it's veterans or the active duty military, I mean, I give them kudos because to sacrifice your time, your life, and your families, because a lot of them are married and stuff like that, it's definitely something to put them not on a pedestal, but just give them accolades for that. What is something that you would, and this is not a you know, question that we had rehearsed or talked about or anything like that, but it just occurred to me right now. What is something that you would say to civilians about veterans? You know, we got Veterans Day coming up here right now. There's all kinds of talks, but what is something that as a civilian, what would you say is a way to not only support, but just show your appreciation to veterans? I mean, I think that it just kind of goes back to what you just said. I mean, just having the respect for the military all around. You know, it's kind of like, you know, internally you have the Army, the Marines and Air Force and what have you, but we all kind of pick on each other because, oh, you're the Air Force or, oh, you're a jarhead and all that, you know. But when it comes to civilian versus military, I mean, at the end of the day, we all started as a civilian. So we're not any more special. We've just made some sacrifices to live in this country that we all appreciate, I think, one way or another regardless of what the media is posting right now, you know? So for me, it was never about race or anything. I mean, I was with different ethnic backgrounds and I love that because you learn different cultures and what people are all about and, you know, visiting the places. So for civilians looking at the people that are veterans or active duty, I mean, just just know that they're not all GI Joes, right? They weren't all just trying to go because they wanted to be that GI Joe person, right? They needed a shift. They needed a pivot in their life. And to sacrifice that time, like I said, you just never know. I mean, I was at the end of my military service. And ironically, what happened, they put a stop loss on me. And oh, now I'm extended for another year in the Marine Corps when I'm planning to go home to be with my family and change my life. And they sent me on a one-way vacation to Iraq. You know, and that's just one of those things that we all don't realize that we have so many fortunate things here. And we're kind of spoiled as a civilian, to be honest, right? Like we get to voice our opinions. We get to do all these things in the military. It's quite different. You might have an opinion, but they're going to tell you to shut the, you know, up. So, I mean, you just got to kind of watch it. And 
you know, you have to follow the rules and the regiment and you, you might not always agree with it and you can voice it, but you're going to have to be watchful of that, you know? And so it's definitely a culture shift going into the military. And I give the utmost respect to the veterans for sure. I just think about it. You know, my grandfather was a veteran and I think about, you know, just the sacrifices that they made, you know, my, he was stationed in Germany for a little while. So my entire family was stationed in Germany for a few years. They traveled all over the place. They were in Kansas. They were in Reno. They were in Sacramento. And just the sacrifice on that part when you're, you know, taking your whole family around, you know, you got the military brats, as we call them, that they've been all over the place. It takes a special person to serve in our military. It takes a special person to serve in the Marine Corps. It takes a special person to serve in any branch of the military, but it also is it takes a special family to support the person that is serving. And I just wanted to take that time just to show a real appreciation to all the men and women that served our country, continually serving, that are still serving, and that have once served, and just for the stuff. So much stuff that you guys deal with, you know, being able to have friends like yourself, being able to talk to you guys about stories about, you know, when you're out in combat, and when you come back and seeing, you know, some of the stuff you see, you can't unsee, and how that has to be tough to deal with. So I can only imagine. But you have transitioned, you know, after your military tour, you were able to come back and you talked briefly about your dad passing away and start taking over Miracle Realty. For those people that don't know about Miracle Realty or about the transition from being an active duty Marine or active duty serviceman to becoming a business owner or an entrepreneur, can you talk to us about that transition? and how the military has helped you build structure in your life. I always want to like try to stay positive. My road wasn't positive when I first got out of the military. There was definitely a culture shift for me as far as like going from active duty military, coming right out of Iraq, leaving some of my friends that I knew that were still serving over there or going to do a second tour. And then they just kind of pulled you because I was on the stop loss, you know? And so they kind of just came after me and said, okay, it's time for you to go get in the Humvee. And I was like, whoa, you know? So then all of a sudden, now you're slammed into being a civilian, right? I didn't get to go through the proper processing. So here I am, I'm like, okay, now I got to figure out my life, you know, and start to decide what I want to do. Well, I wasn't ready for that because the military, we kind of had it so regimented that you didn't have to think about stuff. You're paid on the first and the 15th. You just show up because you don't have any choice. You don't get really like sick days or anything <laughs> like that. So it was like, wow, you know, okay. So I didn't know where I wanted to go. So I was like, I'm going to move to Michigan because that's where my son was at. And so I went to Michigan and I had some bumpy, bumpy roads. I went to school when I first got out and I was taking advantage of the GI Bill, which I'm grateful for. And that was kind of the stardom to everything. But after that, I kind of transitioned to, believe it or not, loans. I was a mortgage loan officer in Michigan, killing the game. <laughs> it was cold calls and it was like this thing. And I had that burning desire, I guess you could say, from being in the military but then it started getting back into bad habits, I guess, and going out, hanging out, going to the bars, drinking, you know, if I will, chasing ladies or whatever you want to say. And then, you know, it just kind of kept on advancing. And then I went into car sales. I eventually went into management and then I went from there. But then I started picking up more bad habits. And then all of a sudden I was like, I felt myself kind of going under. The economy started to shift. I was like, geographical location, I need to change. So I moved back to California and it was not a good change. I went right back into some really bad habits and thank God, I mean, for me, I was able to pull through and I had an incident where I had to run in with the police 
And I'm not ashamed to admit that. And that kind of changed my life forever. That catapulted me into realizing, hey, you know, I served this country and I did these things. And what I learned through self-improvement and just whether it be counseling or whatever the case might be, was that I had all the tools to be successful, but I didn't have the right mindset. And you were kind of talking about that prior to this, but my mindset shifted. I made better choices. I started surrounding myself with better people. And then I really just kind of went from there. And then having that work ethic from the military or the Marine Corps, you know, I went and got my bail bonds license. I went and got certified in personal training. I went and got my real estate license. I had this big vision, right? For visionaries, right? That's what entrepreneurs are. And I consider myself a young entrepreneur, but my goal was to go work with my dad, you know? And then unfortunately, I had got my real estate license February 11th. And then I literally, not to be too explicit, I had found my dad passed away in our home that we lived in February 21st, that same month. So for me, that was like you referenced to being humble. But I mean, to me, that was one of the most impactful situations in so many different ways, right? Bad, good, roller coaster effect. And I had been to war. See, I've seen action, but when it's someone in your immediate family like that, someone that you're close to, it hits different. It really hits different. So for me, there were some upcoming challenges that I still had to overcome because there was different family members that wanted different things for the business. And as you asked, Merrick Realty has been around since 1976. So thank God I had that military regiment because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I said, I'm destined to take over the Merrick Realty legacy that my uncle and my dad created. So that's kind of in short where it got me to there. And so being a visionary, being an entrepreneur, I mean, I call myself an entrepreneur that happens to be a financial advisor too, right? And I think of you as, you know, you just, you're an entrepreneur. That's just what you are. And so one of the businesses you own is Miracle Realty. And I know the story about how, you you know, how you started and how you grew and all that. That's been awesome. But how did your love for health and fitness factor into the other business that you started? I've always been into sports. You know, you play the all-star basketball player. And I was kind of like solely the wrestler. Anyways, I always had that competitive edge. I've always appreciated fitness. And in the Marine Corps, I mean, like they don't frown upon you just going busting your ass at the gym and then trying to be a savage, right? So like that was kind of ingrained and encouraged. And then so I went through my path and then I got into car sales, man. And all you do is you work, no time for the gym. I started eating bonbons or whatever you want to say. (laughs) And I kind of put on that kangaroo pouch, you know? I wasn't that person. I've always appreciated health and fitness. So when I made that life change, 180, I became a personal trainer. Well, I can't be, no offense, I didn't want to be a heavy set personal trainer because it's not a good billboard, right? You got to walk and eat what you preach. So anyways, I met with an old friend because Madera is Madera, Zoltan Torak, who's still my nutritionist today. And we linked up and we started working out together. And he was like, you should do a bodybuilding show. And so I was like, dude, I'm not a bodybuilder, kind of got it like a pooch going on, you know, he's like, yeah, but you got the frame. So he kind of hyped me up and I went through the process and I lost about 50 something pounds. I went from 21% body fat down to about 5% body fat. And I mean, I wasn't just like I lost weight. I formed my body into a little miniature bodybuilder because I'm a smaller frame dude. (laughs) I'm not like Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything. So anyways, that's what catapulted that. And I just appreciated it. And then we get complacent or health and fitness sometimes. And I got kind of bored with the old bodybuilding routine. And then CrossFit kind of came around. 
that was a new fad. And it was a love-hate relationship for me at first. And then I just grew to love it. And now, ironically, I own a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I mean, ironically, right? Like, it's one of those things, man. Like, I think about, you said billboard, right? And I seen you the other day when I was driving by or showing, I don't know, you're just in the neighborhood. I seen you. And I was like, dude, like, what have you been doing? I said, you're programming hard. I can look at you and tell. I was like, man, you're dialed in right now. You probably haven't had sugar in, you know, six months. Like, (laughs) I can see it. But I think that when I see that, that speaks to dedication, that speaks to commitment, that speaks to consistency, that speaks to overcoming, that speaks to, oh, yeah, the reason why you're being a successful business owner. Like, all of those things become parts of the success that you have, and it translates. Disciplines always translate, right? If you're disciplined enough to go to the gym, if you're disciplined enough to stay on a meal plan, on a diet plan, which I've seen you do, if you're disciplined enough when you're going out to have a drink to say, I'm only drinking this because I have a goal that I'm trying to accomplish, right? I've watched that. And I think it's really incredible to to see you grow. And the correlation, I want you to talk about this though. The correlation between when you're on track with your personal fitness regimen and what happens to your business when you align those two. Tell me what happens when you're waking up early in the morning, you're getting your grind on, you're doing all the stuff to do your personal stuff and how that translates into better stuff for your business. 100%. I mean, you and I have sat down many of times, me trying to figure out, and I was really always trying to point the finger like, this has to be the problem. This has to be the problem. But you know, you and I, you, you gave me a book, Atomic Habits, which was, or you didn't give me, but you referenced to Atomic Habits and I dialed into it, right? Because I'm a book guy and it didn't really absorb, right? It was a good book, great reference point. Then you mentioned the Evo Planner, right? And then I went into that. I listened. Like, no matter what, like, that's the one thing that I can always say is I do listen. And I might be stubborn like most of us, but it sinks in. When I put it into the universe that I wanted to life change, unfortunately, life did change for everybody because the COVID happened, right? And there's a lot of weird stuff that happened with that. But the reality of it, it was, was, I realized at that point that that was my pivot point because I needed to stop focusing on the world's problems and focus on my own problems. And I didn't have my morning rituals set in. I didn't have my reading set in. I didn't have my diet set in. So I was like, I'm going to set a goal, right? And so when I set that goal, kind of going back to that military thing, I was laser focused. And then a lot of people that I talk to, they always say, well, I like food too much or I like beer. I like all the extracurriculars. I love that stuff, to be honest, right? But it's going to take some type of discipline in order to do that. But once I instilled that discipline and I got accountability through a nutritionist, I have basically like a counselor coach that I go to weekly and I have a mindset or a mastermind group for a book club that we're in. I have that weekly. Once I started putting those into order and I, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat like this. I'm going to follow the nutrition. I'm going to believe in the process and go with it. And as I went through, I just turned 40. And I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty lean. You know, I'm about five and a half percent body fat. And at 40 years old, I'm still got athleticism to me, my mind sharp, and it kind of goes into my relationships are better with the people that my sphere of influence, my inner people, my team, my employees, everything shifted because my mindset shifted. So once I put that into action, 100%, it just catapulted me And like you were mentioning earlier, you know, business is booming. I don't really know how to like attribute what's going on because it's kind of wild to me, but I'm appreciating the ride. And again, because I'm still regimented, because I still every day 
eating six meals a day, seven days a week, no cheat meals, water only, coffee with heavy extra whipping cream. I mean, it's dialed in and I love it. I love it to the point that like, I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I'm very blessed. My brother's a chef by trade. (laughs) I give him my meal plan. He cooks it out for the week for me and I pay him a little bit of cash on the side, which in turn helps him and helps me. So that's a win-win for him. I wake up, I feel great, right? Some days are better than others. We all have those days. But for the most part, as long as I'm dialing in and I'm staying consistent and persistent to those things, man, I just see it unfolding. My business in CrossFit has done better. My investment business has done better. My teams are just, they're flourishing. I mean, we're making a name here in Madeira. You know what I mean? And that's all not just because of my health and fitness, but a balance of mind, body, and spirit, for sure. Absolutely. So as you're saying that, I know listeners are listening to this, they're getting pumped. They're like, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start doing this. My bow's got me going. Because that's what happens, right? We hear people, we see the success, we hear the passion in your voice, and it becomes contagious. So to that person that's going to listen to this and say, you know what, Bo's right. I'm going to make some changes. What would your advice be to them? What would you say? Because I know they're listening and I know people are going to want to make changes. What would you say to that? You know, the biggest thing is honestly, like we go back to the entrepreneur, right? Nobody gives me kudos. I mean, you might give me a shout out. You gave me a good speech one time when you guys put me on the pedestal over there for the 440. But other than that, bro, nobody's like, hey, you're doing a great job, man. (laughs) You're looking for a promotion. It's fight or flight, right? Like this is, fortunately, it's a doggy dog world out there, right? It's crazy, especially right now. So for the biggest thing is it's all about you are what you eat. And that's not just food. That's by the people that you surround yourself with, right? It's the people that are holding you accountable. It's the people that are going to give you the honest truth when you don't want to hear the honest truth, right? And if you have that in your corner, man, because it's easy to be like, you know, I'm just not feeling today. I've been working out. I've been doing a good job four days this week. I'm going to eat a pizza. Wait a minute. Well, why would I do that? I'm going to have to start all over for the week then, right? So. I'm going to set a schedule with my accountability partner, my nutritionist, every two weeks, dialing it in, sacrificing, making those times. And a lot of times, dude, because we're all homies or whatever you want to say, like we just talk for an hour about life. But the dude's influential. He's got his PhD. So again, it's not like it's just any Joe Schmo. This is a guy that I trust, I believe, and he's changed my body in ways that I couldn't say to anybody else, right? And to me, those types of things and those rituals, those morning rituals, I mean, you've talked about it with meditation, the readings, you're a book guy, you've always got three books in your hand and a planner and, you know, morning workout, it's being regimented, man. And when you fall off, you can't like, oh man, like uh, just throw in the towel. No, get right back on, right? The reality of it is, is now I know I can go out and have a drink with you. I'm going to probably drink tequila straight if I do, yeah. but you know, what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, the reality of it is, is I'm going to pick and choose when I do that right? And this whole pandemic has taught me that because a lot of my influence was going out, networking, doing those things. But I found out actually my best network is the people that I'm surrounded with already. I don't need to go have beers and dinners with them, even though it's fun, you know, but the reality of it is, is I spend a little bit more time listening and trying to really just make the quality there as opposed to the quantity, right? And so that's with everything. Nice. I like it. I mean, I think what you would call it is when you remove non-essential, and I'm not saying that just because of non-essential workers, but when you remove non-essential things from life, it makes life easier. 
right? And so you're saying, yeah, this is take care of the people that are close to you, right? It's okay if you mess up, get right back on it. Don't sabotage your own success. Those are kind of things that I'm hearing you say. And I think those are really, really good points as we are trying to make changes. And we know the beginning of the year, a lot of people are trying to make changes and make, you know, like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But I think it's important to be able to do what you're saying, and that's create that system. Create the regimen, as you're calling it. We'll call it a system, regimen, whatever word you want to plug in there. But what happens is, and you've done this, and I've done it myself, is when things are off, it's easy if you have a system because you go back and you don't beat yourself up. You're like, oh, I need to plug myself back into the system I was doing. What am I doing? Am I waking up early? Am I going to bed early? Am I waking up early? What am I eating? How am I fueling my body? And we talk about all those things, but I think all of those things work together. And I think it makes an incredible difference in your living proof of one. I want to say before we thank you for your service. I want to make sure that I don't know how we've been this far in the episode. I hadn't said that yet, but hey, we're thanking you for the service now. Bo, as you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast where we're changing the complexion of wealth and you're doing so many good things. What is your motivation? What inspires you to continue to grow and learn and lead? That's a great question. Probably a million dollar question, but it kind of goes back to the mindset, man. Like all the great people, I don't like reading, Emlyn. I just don't. Right? <laughs> I don't like waking up early. Mm-hmm. I don't like eating freaking blue cheese and broccoli with chicken for keto. But the reality of it is, is that the most impactful thing is we don't have tomorrow. Everybody wants to do, like you said, New Year's. What's New Year's? You're going to change in New Year's? No, what about today? If you can make the most out of today, and today's not always great. Today, there might be problems. But if you focus on what's important, and that's yourself, right? Point the finger at yourself, look in the mirror, and see what you truly want and appreciate yourself, and just stay focused on your mindset, things happen. Because the more that I appreciate myself, the more that I can appreciate you and others. The less I appreciate myself, the more I start to point the finger, right? Like, oh, you're the problem, you're the problem, you're the problem. But the reality of it is, is that's the most vulnerable thing is our mindset. All the books that we read, Think and Grow Rich, Atomic Habits, it all talks about how we can better ourselves from the inside out, right? And for me, what drives me is people, man. The people in my life today are amazing. I'm so blessed. Like, of course, I haven't hit the peak of where I want to be. I want to be on Forbes one day. But for now, I'm grateful for my team for Miracle Realty. I'll put them up against anybody, right? We're there. But the relationships that they have with the surrounding industry, we have a great name and we're reputable. CrossFit, I love my coaches. I love my members. Half my members buy houses from me. You know what I mean? Because I have that trust in grain. My investment side, I'm building beautiful houses or improving houses in neighborhoods that are a little bit deprived and then helping them, you know? And again, I just get to take appreciation from everything. So the people in my life, man, like you, I mean, I have all these influential people. I mean, just always great supporters. And, you know, we all have haters, right? But if they're talking about me, then I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? And so those are the types of things that keep me going. Amen. I love it. I love that. How has your family supported you on this journey? Ironically, my family's a little small, but sometimes family's not always blood, right? And so my extended family that actually kind of like inherited me or adopted me, I guess you can say, because my dad passed away and my mom's doing some things that probably aren't so well. But my immediate family is my son and my brother. 
my brother's got my back 100%. I know he knows I have his back. My son, he's a great support system and he's trying to follow in the family legacy as well. So we're trying to get that kickstarted. But I have some realtors that work for me that basically are my family. And that's Eric Brandy and then Laura. And they have always been. Laura was always the person in my life that she was like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to become a drug dealer. She's like, okay, let's figure out how you're going to be a drug dealer. No matter what, she's going to talk about the pros and the cons is my point, right? I'm obviously not a drug dealer. But the point is, is the support was there. She didn't discount it. She didn't say like, hey, you're going to go to jail. Hey, that's silly. She's like, okay, let's figure it out. Let's talk it out. My dad died. How do I take over a real estate business without knowing how to sell real estate? I, nobody taught me. We were in a recession, right? Like I had all the excuses in the world. All I had was this little license, right? And that didn't mean I could sell real estate or be the owner. And she's like, you can do it. Here, just show up. Show up's half the battle. So family and that portion of the family that's not blood related really showed me that there's people out there that we can love and blood's not always thicker than water, if you will. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 100%, man. I believe that. The family that you're born with is great. The family that you grow and develop with is just as great. So blood doesn't always define family. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm an only child, so I don't, you know, I totally get it. If you could offer a piece of advice to the listeners, what would that be? I can't help but attribute back to, you know, staying focused and surrounding yourself with good people. If you stay in the same circle and they're not pushing you, you need to change your circle, right? We all might have trust issues in some aspects because I don't trust a lot of people. I have a lot of acquaintances. But the reality of it is, is again, surround yourself with good people and feed your mind, body, and spirit daily. It's golden tickets every day because even when life shits on you, it's going to play threefold in the future for you as long as you're making the right deposits in yourself. That's just the key component. I mean, what I put in my mouth, how I wake up, I feel, dude, my body clock is like systematic now. I don't even want to get up at 4.30 a.m., but my body is like ready, right? Like I can't even sleep in anymore. And I used to get mad at myself because I was like, I'd be snoozing it too much, right? But now it's like, it's on point because my body's like pure. And no matter what, like, I'm not trying to talk negatively, but if I was to die tomorrow, again, the most impactful thing from one of the books that I just read is I want people to know who I was and that, hey, that was a good dude because that's the most important. I can't take everything with me. I can't take all the real estate or the money or the stocks or, you know, all my homies with me. I can only take and leave behind something that's impactful. And that's my legacy. That's it. Work on your legacy, people. Work on your legacy. You heard it from Bo Miracle. Bo, if people want to get more of you, what social medias are you active on? Where can people get some more of Bo Miracle? Obviously, because of the different ventures that I have, you know, CrossFit Madeira, we have a page on there. That's more for the business. But if you want to reach out to me on my Instagram, it's under Broker Bo Miracle on Instagram or my personal Facebook page. That's where I'm the most active. I have Twitter and I have Snapchat and all that stuff. But, you know, you got to stick to what you know. IG and FB are kind of like my jam. So that's kind of where I'm at. So pretty easy to reach out there. We'll put links to all that in the show notes. And you did say something about the last book you're reading. What was that book? So it's the seven habits of highly successful people. I'm in a mastermind group and I've read that book several times, but now because we're taking it week by week and kind of dissecting the book, it's really good. The one before that was Think and Grow Rich, which is a beautiful book. And we actually did, I have it right here, but we did the workbook 
So the workbook's uh, a little bit stronger in emphasis on really dialing in the steps. And again, when I'm doing these things, man, it makes the biggest difference. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate your friendship. Appreciate your leadership, your vision. Man, you're truly an inspiration to me. And I hope that someone else finds inspiration in you as they listen to this story and listen to what you're doing. Thank you, man. Of course. Thank you. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Inland Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here and until next time.